Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello! I swear that get louder every week. Every week that's slightly louder. Either you've just shouted that in my ear, or if I listen to the previous episodes of this, that definitely increases every week. I'm not very good at volume control. No, but still. <laughs> you know, I'm really excited every time we do these. Or... I am. Yeah, we've well, just got no volume control. No uh, volume control. Neither do you. You're terrible at volume. Hey, I actually think I've uh, heard that somewhere. I think I've heard that that is one of the traits of someone with autism is a lack of control over the volume of their own voice. Yeah, I think that because sometimes when if we do shopping together and we're in like a supermarket, I feel like our conversation <laughs> when we walk around is really loud and a lot of people are looking at us. I guess so. Do you notice that, or is that just me? Uh, no, no, no. I, 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 well, actually, no. I noticed that some people hear us, but usually it's because they're stood next to us. So I just assume they're stood next to us. Part of me thinks that they're just listening, but now that I think about it, maybe they can hear us because we're talking quite loud. So then they're looking at us because we're quite loud. But then I look at them thinking that they're just being nosy. So that's when I choose that point to say something really inappropriate or weird to yeah. stop them from listening to what we're saying. Yeah. Um, but it might just be that they are not actually choosing to listen to us. It's just we're kind of forcing our conversation onto everybody nearby. <laughs> I would say that I'll keep that in mind next time, but I'll forget that that's, that's something. Yeah. I forget a lot of my um, traits and behaviours in general, uh, really. Only, like, I only really notice them after. So after I've done something uh, and it's then been like, remarked upon that it's a bit weird or a bit odd or I've had a weird reaction from something I've done and then I've just kind of thought what's their problem and then you know a bit longer I've just thought oh actually that might be me yeah uh, but I've never noticed I know some people listen to us talk but I just feel that's because uh, I don't know do people talk when they're shopping I guess when they're in groups or like if there's more than one of them but uh, I guess it's more like you know who do we need this have we got that yeah whereas I think we just talk about life <laughs> yeah 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 because we buy the same stuff every week like our shopping is set items that's true so, so we don't we it... don't need to discuss that yeah. what what are you buying there's not there's none of that it's just uh yeah <laughs> talking about a news story or something mm, yeah yeah uh actually yeah it makes sense because uh now when we go to the supermarket we've started using this like scan gun thing <gasps> oh i love it it's even more like i thought that the self-service checkouts were quite sort of burger friendly but then there's always the issue because it can never weigh your items correctly so it's always like oh you've put the wrong item in the bagging area wait for assistance don't have that anymore no no one of our supermarkets that we go to has like these self scanners you've probably seen them uh where you walk around with like a little scan gun and then when you get to the end you just scan a barcode and it loads everything up it's like minimal we don't have to talk to the staff we don't have to talk to anybody we don't have to like try and get everything because i'm not really good with the packing because uh we've mentioned this before but like my fine motor skills aren't very good um i discovered this from the eye test that my like i'm not good at like things that require like accuracy or like loads of conversation and as a uh, conversation concentration and as weird as it sounds me putting stuff into shopping bags uh is something that i'm not very good at or like stacking things in general yeah. like if i have to pile things on top of each other i'm not good at like putting stuff away in a neat uh 
Do you know what I mean? So it won't fall over. I no, kind of just yeah. I kind of just throw stuff on top of each other, and I'm not good at like balancing things out. And yeah, stuff. I mean, it's not all about being neat. It's just kind of knowing that bread does not go at the bottom of. <laughs> well, yeah, I I do know that, but it, it just doesn't. Um, I don't know. There seems to be like. And I'm not sure where it comes from, but with me, if something requires effort, like, oh, do this bit first because that needs to go in the bag first, even though that doesn't really require effort when you explain it, to me, it seems like such a big, like... Yeah. Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a big, like, rigmarole thing to go through that I just yeah. think, like... It's a mountain to climb. I just think, like, why bother? <laughs> like, the bread will be fine. Like, even really what I'm saying is that thing. And it's it's always been one of those things with me, I suppose... Well, I don't know where it comes from, but there's basic stuff that I just can't do. Um, yeah. Not because... Well, I can do it, but it for some reason in my head, it, it seems to be like a really big effort that I don't want to have to make, I suppose. I know. I think we've mentioned this before. Like, there are times when you will look at, um, say, a room needs tidying, and it really, in reality, the actual tidying of the room would take probably no more than five minutes. It's just maybe putting some clothes like hanging some clothes up and making a bed or something like that. It's usually not much, but sometimes you will look at it and just go, oh, it's yeah. a mess. And it's you don't start tidying it. You just sort of stare at it and just look at it almost like there is so much to do in here. But then if you... And it's almost... It's like a mental block for you. Because then you sometimes I see you... Not that you, you never tidy or anything like that, but sometimes I'll see you just sort of sit down almost in defeat. Of, and just think about how it needs doing. But then if, say I then tidied it, you sometimes will come in, it'll, it'll have only been like five minutes because there wasn't that much to do. And you're like, oh, it's done. Mm. But I think it's like a some sort of block with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. My head just makes these like really small tasks seem like huge, uncompletable, like ridiculous things I've got to do yeah uh, I'm not sure and it's not everything either there's some tasks that are quite big tasks that I think ah, that won't be too bad yeah and then the stuff that isn't that big at all that I just think that's a lot of effort um but I'm not sure yeah I'm not sure why yeah and it's not every time with you it's not like whenever there's something that needs doing you're like unable to do it it's just I don't know maybe it depends on the day and mm. the mm. whatever else is going on in in your brawn but yeah, like with this uh, gun at the supermarket, you can just bag it as you're going along. So, oh yeah, uh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's, it's so revolutionary. It doesn't even really matter. Yeah, it's so good. And then at the end, you just scan it in, pay, no need to bag. You're just, you're on your way. It's mm. brilliant. It's, it's really like good for yeah anybody that's uh, on the spectrum and stuff. Because yeah, it's, it's very minimal effort. I wouldn't say there's any issues with it you yeah. know like so i don't I, I don't use the normal conveyor belt checkouts at any supermarkets anyway um like ever um yeah. and yeah same with the self-checkouts they were really good when they came in but this is just a better one of them i suppose yeah minimal um but anything going on with you anything going on with me uh no still nothing still nothing i'm yeah i don't really do an awful lot i suppose no. Just in life. And I I feel like I have my burger struggles. It's not like I don't have them. I do. But I don't think I... I don't know. I think mine are more just standard. Like, oh, the light's too bright. Or, 
whatever I mean not standard but you know more like stereotypical nothing that's really worth mentioning like I can't I feel like I can't necessarily mention like oh the supermarket lights were a little bit bright do you know yeah yeah there's not really going to you seem to have everything on uh, under control um I uh they've changed the lights at my work now so they've got a dimmer switch yes so I can do something about that which is good so that should be yeah really good this week yeah uh, Oh, and uh, anyone that listened to last week's episode, the whole thing of me going crazy with the uh, smartwatch and the health tracker and that kind of thing, uh, I, I've, I've not got one anymore. Uh, I did get one. I had it for two days. I got rid of it. Uh, I noticed that's a thing with me. We were talking about it. That's definitely one of the things, and I'm sure there's people listening to us that do the same thing, where you get really obsessed with wanting something and then, you know, pursuing something and wanting to... To have something so like like I said like I spoke about last week with all the mess I went through with the fitness tracker yeah and then I finally got it I got another one I did another one it turned up it was perfect like it was immaculate it was everything it was supposed to be uh, I think I had it for three days uh, and then I returned it because uh, I was done and it's it's something that I've always done where the pursuit of something. It's like I get really obsessed with it. It's all I think about. I become like really like, do you know what I mean? Like wanting it, needing it, like making this big thing of it. And then once I've got it and I've done it, I'm, I'm kind of over it. I kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of just think, oh, I don't care about this anymore now. Now I've done it. Uh, and I kind of just abandon it like it was never a thing. And it was weird because it was causing like all kinds of weird like burger behavior out of me. And I guess loads of like stress and anxiety over just this one thing. But then once I got it, it was done with uh, and I was no longer interested in it. I just sort of moved on. Yeah, yeah. I th- I wonder if um, we were, we talked, I don't know, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast that much, but we've talked in uh, sort of private more about ambitions and goals and things like that. And I, I tend to, my ambitions and goals tend to be kind of like big, big things but then I don't have that as many I don't really have like little things that I go after it's not very often that I think like I really want this smaller item or anything like that but then I do have these sometimes completely unachievable goals of I'm going to I don't know I mean not be the president president prime minister not like I'm going to be the prime minister but do you know like something kind of a little bit out there is is kind of what I do and but I feel like with you, you your like ambitions and goals tend to be these, um, like Small you, stuff. yeah, like you don't you don't set yourself the the really big ones, which you I think set yourself these like almost like mini challenges. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not ambitious for the big stuff. Um, yeah. Like I never have been. I'm not after like. Uh, I mean, at the moment, um, yeah, I'm not after like like an amazing job or, you know, like a car or that kind of thing. Even though I talk about my job a lot and wanting like things yeah. like that. I'm not after like a big promotion. I'm not aiming for like massive things. So I don't set long-term achievements. I, yeah, d- I don't set it. like, I don't set myself things that I want in the next like two years or, you know, like people do where they're like, oh, by the time I'm this age, I want to be married or by the time I want to have a child or I want to do this, I want to do that. Uh, I don't do them. My achieve my things that I want are really small things that are quickly achievable. Yeah. 
Um, I don't like anything because I've got like I've got no like real patience towards stuff. So I just need stuff to be done straight away. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't set myself the big goals that could take a while. I think if I set myself something that I could achieve two years from now, I'd never actually achieve it because you've kind of got to be working towards it gradually to get there in that time. I need something that I can achieve straight away. Um, I noticed it uh, recently, like using like computer games as a yeah as a thing any computer game that requires like loads of leveling up and you've got to work at this and pick a particular skill and you know shape your character to the way you want it to be i I can't do that kind of stuff i need like quick this is what we're doing this is how we need to get there yeah and get it over with um and it's the same with everything else like this smart tracker thing was like and it was so like um it was so like overwhelming like my need to find it and get it that I ignored everything else that was happening and it was just yeah. about that. Yes. And that was my achievement and that was my goal. But like I would say from the thought of me wanting this certain one to me not wanting it anymore, it's been like a week and a half. So like the start of the week and a half, I set this, I want this now because I had one before and I thought it was actually really good. And then by the time I've got to, you know, where I was, I think I returned it yesterday. That's it. I've found it. I've achieved it. I'm over it. And that's yeah. it. But I can't set myself like big, big stuff, uh, you know, like the long term stuff that people set themselves. I've got no interest in that. Yeah. Um, it's never been something that I've given much thought to. Um, and I think it's just because, I don't know, anything that requires like a big planning or a big like, doing like big projects. I've just, I don't know, I lose my interest with it really quickly or I don't even start it. So. Yeah. It's just not something that I uh, I think of it has to be something that's immediate. I've always found that when I was at like uni and college and stuff with like essays and coursework and that kind of thing, uh, when they were like, okay, so this needs to be in eight weeks from now, I uh, wouldn't start doing it until like two weeks before it was supposed to be in. Yeah. And obviously loads of people do that. You know, but those people just think, ah, whatever, it's eight weeks away. That's ages where I've got loads of time. Uh, they used to do that. But for me, it didn't seem like it was possible to do it until two weeks before because then it's something that's soon yeah um so i had to wait until the deadline was much closer before i could even consider doing it before like you really acknowledged that it was happening yeah i didn't even acknowledge it was a thing when people used to bring it up like it would be like week two and someone would be like oh have you started your essay yet i'd just be like i I genuinely have not given it any thought i'd be like an essay what essay and then they say it and i'm like oh yeah i remember that and then it wouldn't be till like the fortnight before that i started thinking about the topic yeah because it just it never enters my thoughts I've got other things going on all the time like with me I have stuff that's my thing that I'm thinking about at the moment so I haven't got time to be uh thinking about like doing stuff that's ages away still and there's no room for that in my head it has to be when it's when it's much closer than I can think about it yeah um and I used to just think it's because I you know people on the spectrum apparently I've been told can't they can't um, not predict the future, but they can't see anything that's too far away. They more sort of live in the now than, you know, things that are coming up or going to happen. Uh, I've heard that. But I think for me, it is genuinely a case of I can't deal with issues or problems or things I've got to do until they're days away. And then I can focus on it, but I can't focus on one thing or like make everything I do about one thing over a long period of time. It has to be little increments of stuff. And if I want to get a big task done... I have to kind of trick myself into picking, you know, smashing it into little pieces and then yeah. being like, this is what I'm doing now, and then this, then this, then this. But if I ever think about 
the big picture of it. I just lose all perspective of what I'm doing and then just don't do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, I feel like there's something else I was going to mention, but now I can't think about it. I know with that uh, fitness tracker, though, I said last week that it was really good because I can check my heart rates and see where the spikes are in my like yeah. anxiety and stuff and see how badly broken up my sleep is. But I realised that even though I can track all that, uh, I wasn't doing anything to uh, combat that. Yeah. So um, it was kind of just like I was accumulating all this data that I thought, oh, that's interesting, but then was doing nothing with. So I just kind of thought it doesn't matter. But if you're someone that can do it, I'm not saying it's not a bad thing because I've seen loads of articles that say smartwatches are good for people on the spectrum. Uh, I think it's good if you can use it to note. I mean, some people use it for like their schedule or reminders to do certain things that other people just naturally remember to do. Um, and obviously, you're, if there are people out there that can look at where their issues with their autism are and then do something about it. I think you're one of them. I think you're somebody that if you were to track your heart rates and sleeping and that kind of thing, you could point out where your issues were and then do something about it. Whereas for me... It's one of those things where I learn information about my own autism, but then I don't use that information to better my own autism or do anything about my autism, really. I just kind of think, that's interesting. I know that now. So then when it happens again, I can be like, I know what this is, uh, as opposed to, okay, so I understand this happens here and this happens that. What should I do about my yeah. elevated heart rate at this time of the day? You know, how can I bring myself calmer? I usually just think, well, I know that the reason I feel a bit weird now is because this is happening and I've seen the correlation there. So, uh, But then I just let it happen anyway. Yeah. Also, I don't wear jewellery uh, would be like another thing on that as well. Yeah, that um, is a thing. I know there's a lot of people same. Uh, you know, people have problems with like tags in their clothing and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not good with, I can't wear jewellery. So like necklaces, rings, watches, piercings, anything like that. For some reason... When I wear a watch, uh, I recognise that I'm wearing a watch all the time. I think for a lot of people, they, you eventually don't notice you're wearing it, um, you know? Yeah. So I guess I'm saying with clothes to some extent. If you wear clothes all day, you stop feeling that you're wearing clothes. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't feel like naked, but you, do you know what I mean? Like you don't notice them. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But you know what I mean? Well, obviously, yeah. this is what I'm saying. This is the point I'm making. Um, but then like for me jewelry in general I find it quite weird like I can feel it on my skin constantly anything that's like a watch or a ring or a necklace or anything like that for some reason I can always tell that I'm wearing it all the time and it kind of distracts me it's not uncomfortable or irritating it's just I can feel it on me all the time and I'm always aware that I'm wearing it yeah um I don't forget that I'm wearing it at no point do I think oh I forgot I was wearing a watch uh, I always remember I wear a watch. Where I work, I have to wear a lanyard, and all day when I'm wearing it, I'm fully aware of the fact that I have a lanyard on it all the time. Uh, and sometimes it just completely distracts me. I'll be talking to someone or thinking about something, and then my brain will go, yeah, oh, you're wearing a lanyard, and then I'll just look at it yeah. for a bit and then forget what I was doing. Uh, it's a weird distraction of mine. Clothes, not so much. Clothes don't do that. Clothes don't. I don't think, wait, I'm wearing trousers. Like, that doesn't happen. Um, but with clothes... I always feel that they're on all the time and obviously like certain materials and that kind of thing can be irritating but for me it's not irritating in the way that other people talk about it you know like some people reckon like tags in their clothing is like feels uncomfortable yeah uh, and some people it feels painful for me it just it distracts me too much uh, I recognize it all the time uh, and then that in itself just makes me lose focus constantly yeah. Um, so yeah it's more that for me and the the watch I had same um i noticed it on my wrist all the time made me weirdly 
use that arm more and sometimes less because it was on my <laughs> wrist. Uh, I started using my left hand for things that I would not normally use my left hand for just because there was a watch on it. Okay. Because I was thinking about the watch, which then made me think about my left arm, which then made me use my left arm to pick stuff up or do things. And I just think, what am I doing? I'm right-handed. And it was just because there was a watch on my wrist. But ah. it was like dominating like my thought processes quite a bit that I started like using my left arm for stuff that I wouldn't usually use my left arm for. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway, uh, well, this week's episode, we were going to do, we wanted to do something on, um, well, natural instinct, I suppose, is a thing, but not natural instinct as in like, something like smell or that kind of thing, because I feel like instincts in, burger, in burgers in general, do you know what I mean? Like we're quite, they're, they're heightened if more than anything. Yeah. I, we just be more like, we've talked, we've kind of brushed on it briefly in other topics, but it's more like, um, you know, when you get a feeling towards yeah. something or... A gut feeling. Yeah, or like, do you know, when you're talking to someone and you get a feeling that there's something weird about them. Yeah. Um, obviously, people on the spectrum uh, obviously are considered to have, um, well, we're considered to be like gullible um, or bad judge of character yeah. uh, comes up a lot with us because we don't recognise that someone's a bit um, weird or, you know, someone's known to have a reputation of being sarcastic or, like, you know, I mean, they've got always, like, an agenda yeah. and that kind of thing. And also, like, just gut feelings towards stuff, you know, making decisions, um, you know, deciding what to do with yourself or... Yeah. You know what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Um, Even just how you feel about something. If you liked a film, if you didn't like the film, yeah, general things like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a weird one because I would say that my natural instincts are not really there. Yeah, uh, towards things like when I experience anything. I don't have a a feeling of that was bad or that was good. Uh, even stuff that was. Bad, I suppose. So things that most people think that was awful. I don't have a feeling of that was awful. I can feel in myself that I... So it's... I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say I can feel in myself that I've done something that's made me feel bad or was hard to get through. Like giving a presentation in front of people. Like, you know, afterwards. I yeah. feel bad that I've done it, but I don't. I always have like a, a post, I mean, a, a pre-thing where I feel weird or worried about something. But then as it's happening, that I don't really notice the feelings anymore. And then after, I forget how I felt before and I have no opinion. Right. So, you know, like, you've got a job interview. Like, for me, as we mentioned before, I've got a job interview, like, three weeks away. Up until, like, two days before, I don't even recognise that I've got a job interview, as we've said. Then right before the interview and the two days before, I'm worried, I'm panicked, you know, losing sleep, got anxiety, you know, the usual stuff. But then as the interview starts, I feel nothing. Yeah. The anxiety, the worry, everything I've got is gone. Uh, it's it's kind of like a weird nothingness, almost like a numbness to it. I feel no either way. I don't feel actually this isn't so bad or I don't feel like actually this is as worse as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I feel like just a complete indifference to it. And then after it's happened and someone asks, how, is it, how did it go? I don't know. I don't have a feeling of actually it went really well or it went really bad or that kind of thing. It's the same with my teachers. You say all the time when you've done an exam, when you come out of an exam, 
you know if you did well or not. You have a feeling of how well did it go. And I genuinely would just be like, I don't know. And people would just be like, how do you not know? And I'm just like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I am with everything. Um, even stuff that I like, you know, if I've done something that people would consider, you know, fun, like going to a theme park or going on holiday or, you know, like Christmas, birthdays. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I enjoyed it or not after. Uh, you know, when people are like, oh, this was the best day ever. I never really have like that feeling. I have like a feeling of I know I did it and that's it. And that's yeah. as far as I go. And it's the same with deciding stuff, you know. Um, when I make decisions on things, well, I think I, once I've made the decision, I don't know if it was the right decision because I don't feel anything. And the issue I had before diagnosis, and I still kind of have it now, but not as bad, is I would make a decision, not feel anything about the choice I've made. And then because I didn't feel nothing and everyone was just like, you'll know if it's the right decision, I then start thinking I should have made the other choice because maybe that's why I felt nothing towards this one because I should have picked the other thing. If I'd have picked the other thing, I would have had a feeling. Yeah. And then that's the... So I've kind of double... I double guess myself all the time. So every time I've done something, I always think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And it's all because I don't have a feeling towards it. And then when I go and do the other thing instead, so sometimes I've had the option to give up on the thing I think I want uh, and then do the other thing. I do the other thing and have the exact same reaction again. And then I start thinking, well, maybe it was the other one then because I picked the other one first. So maybe that was the one I really wanted because that's the one I decided on. So I should go back to that and I go through that whole thing. And then when I go back to the first decision again, I start thinking, is this the one I want though? Or should I have been on the second one? I didn't give the second one enough time and I felt weird about this one the first time and I still do. And I do that a lot. Yeah. I just jump from one thing to another over and over again because I'm expecting to get like a feeling from either thing uh, and I'm getting nothing. Yeah. So I just think like this is this is not this wasn't worth it. This didn't work. Um it's just it's odd. It's it's the same with the like I say with the fitness tracker thing. I thought I really really wanted it and thought I really like had to have it and then when I got it I didn't feel any different. So I just thought maybe I don't want it. Yeah. So you know, then I gave it up. And then thought, then I started thinking, oh, maybe I do want it because I don't feel anything now. And I just do that a lot. I don't, I've never had a feeling of this was the right choice. Um, and therefore, you know, when it comes to like big life decisions, like um, obviously I went to college a couple of times. I went to uni. Um, every time I've decided on anything, there's been no feeling of this was the right thing to do. Uh, and then because I don't have the feeling of this is the right thing to do. I spend all my time convincing myself that it was the wrong decision to make and I should have made a different decision. Uh, and had I have made a different decision, then everything would be better now and I'd have more of a feeling on it. Um, so yeah, it, it makes picking anything for me really difficult um, because I don't know what to do. I'm better with stuff where there's no decision, no choice. You just have to do it. Yeah. Uh, then it does make a difference because then I feel nothing anyway, but then I just think, well, it doesn't matter anyway because this is what I have to do and it's done now. So I almost feel like a sense of um, relief when it's a singular decision because then it just feels like it's done and that's out of the way. You know, I've got this bill to pay. There's no choice. Should I pay it? Shouldn't I pay it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would think, well, have I got the money to pay it? And or I think, um, yeah, but then if I don't pay it, what about this? Uh, but then once it's paid, I don't feel like, oh, that's a relief now that's paid. That's that decision made. You know, that's done. I just think I had no choice in it. 
it's over now, move on. Um, yeah. But I don't feel any like relief or worry or anything like that. And that's how I am with all decisions, like big or small. Uh, like, you know, what I'm having for dinner, what movie I want to watch. There have been times where I've started watching a film and just thought, oh, well, it was between this and another one. Maybe it should be the other one. And then I spend the whole film thinking I should have watched the other film. And then that distracts me from the film I'm watching because I'm thinking oh, maybe I should have picked a different one. So like, and that's like a small choice. And then like things like going to university. Um, I was like, I don't know. I, I got into like three different courses when I went to uni. And the one I picked, I spent the whole three years thinking maybe I should have picked one of the other two. But then I've got a feeling that if I'd have picked one of the other two, I'd have spent the three years thinking maybe I should have picked one of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, and I would have just done that all the way through it. So, because I have no like natural instinct or gut feeling towards like anything I decide to do and it's the same when I'm talking to people or that kind of thing um I've had friends and uh, well I say friends I've had people that I know that I've got along with and everybody's been like oh I don't know I don't believe them you know they're a bit of a liar or they're a bit of this and a bit of that and I start thinking like really I'm not getting that from them yeah and sometimes I knew this one person that like the lies they they were one of those people that when you tell them something about yourself, they say a story that's similar to the one you've done, but, like, just better. Yeah, one-up you. Yeah, like, for example, when I first got a snake, I got a snake, like, 10 years ago. I got, like, a pet snake and that kind of thing. And the story they told me was that they did work experience in Australia and worked in the same zoo that Steve Irwin had, and they met Steve Irwin, just from me saying, I've got a snake. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, And they did that with everything, but I never noticed that. So I just talk to them and think, oh, yeah, you know, that's yeah. fine. Like, you know, uh, that's cool. Like, that's amazing that you managed to go over there and do that. Uh, and I would talk to them and that kind of thing. And nobody said anything. Everybody else just, every time this person told these stories, everybody else was just like, yeah, 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 we, uh, they just say it. But then at one point we fell out, me and this person fell out and I didn't see them anymore. I can't believe it was about, but we had a fallout. And then when somebody said, oh, do you still see, you know, so-and-so yeah I was like nah nah we fell out about it and then they'd be like good oh and then they just listed all these issues they had with this person and all the things they did and they'd just be like you know that right and I'd be like really is that is that what they were really like I uh I had no idea Uh, (laughs) uh and I didn't you don't notice these things about it like I've been friends with people that were only friends with me because they wanted something but I didn't pick up on that uh and it's because there's no like feeling in me that says this person's a bit weird or, you know, don't do this with them. I, I kind of just, I, there's nothing in me that says watch out for this or do you notice that's a bit odd? Yeah. It's fine when I'm watching other people. So like when I'm watching other people interact or talk or that kind of thing or watching TV or that kind of thing, I can pick up on those signals from other people. Do you mean when they talk to other people, I'd be like, that sounds a bit weird to me or that yeah. sounds a bit dodgy. But it's odd that when I'm in it, um, I don't pick up on it. You know, I don't, uh, I don't notice. Yeah. Um, it's the same when like I've fallen out with someone or someone's been like mean about me or there's proof that someone's been like done something bad towards me. But then when they start talking to me, they're really polite and friendly. Uh, I think I've, I think I've mentioned it to you before. I then stop. I forget the bad things they've done or the yeah. things they've said and I start being friendly with them again because they're being friendly to me because I, I've got no like feeling of no remember that this person did this, like, do you know what I mean? I have no feeling of, like, don't trust them, you know, don't be nice to them. Yeah. Uh, 
I can only stay with what's happening now and what's happening now is they're being nice so I start mimicking their behaviour and being nice back and then before you know it we're friendly again and then someone else is just like oh even when they did this and I'm just like yeah I guess so oh well yeah uh, and yeah that's I guess that's for me is like my thing of like natural instinct but I mean uh, you affected the same way I kind of feel like I've just talked for ages there um with instinct um yeah I suppose with, with me a lot of the time I think I there are some things where I definitely know that I like it or I don't like it. There are some times where I eat something and I know for sure that I really like it or really don't. Or I watch a film and I, I know that I really like it, really don't. Um, and I think with some uh, situations or decisions, I have like a pre-emptive list that I've almost accumulated in my head to help with situations like that because I don't necessarily get uh, a gut feeling or something that says yes or no. I, I sometimes formulate things in my head where I think these are the things you're looking for, these are the things you're not looking for. And then when I go into a situation or I, I watch a film or I, I, I don't know, I listen to a song, if it ticks enough of the good criteria and doesn't tick enough of the bad criteria, then I can sort of... Um, compartmentalize it into this good I like that or no I don't like that category based upon the the pre-made list and sometimes sometimes I do get a feeling for things without having done that but I do find that that's my I guess way of overcoming things where I may be a bit unsure but then I also find a lot of the time that I might not like something say a film or even things like food sometimes I just think no I don't like that that was that was rubbish but then the more a couple of days pass and I realize that actually I really liked it and for some reason I, I can't stop thinking about it and I think wow and I think that's because it hasn't maybe I had a, a list set out in my head of what I know to be my likes and dislikes and it it didn't tick the right ones but it actually just turns out that that list doesn't apply to this particular thing. And I think that um, is a thing for me. But I think that's where the lack of gut instinct comes in because I think usually uh, for a lot of people, just because they they watch it and they just know, they know how they feel about it or you know they eat something, they know how they feel about it. Just in general with any sort of situation, they know how they feel about it straight off the bat. But I don't think I get that. And I think my opinions, I think I really need time. My brain needs some time to to digest things, to work out a, a feeling. I, I feel like it goes through almost like a process and and it it has to go through this long process to come out with, I suppose, a decision for how I feel about it. And I think, because there are a lot of times where you will ask me, oh, did you, did you like that? And I'll go, yeah, yeah, that was all right. I didn't mind that. And then a couple of days later, I go, actually, no, I didn't. Didn't like that at all. And then sometimes you'll say, well, why did you say you did? And I think, well, it's because I thought that I was okay with it. And it turns out I'm not. Or vice versa, the complete opposite can happen where I go, no, I didn't like that. And then a few days later, I go, actually, I, I did. And I think it almost seems like I'm flip-flopping or I'm changing my mind, but it's not because I've changed my mind. It's because I've I've taken some time to think about it and now I've come to a decision. 
like I say, it's not it's not everything. Sometimes I do just know, but I don't think that comes from gut instinct. I think that comes from logic. I think it comes from thinking. Uh, I, I think it comes from preparing beforehand to to make the decision. I don't think that it's a feeling from within. I don't think that it just... Because I, I think with some people, they, they go, oh, I've got a gut instinct about that. That doesn't happen. And it I think an example of that not happening for me is getting into situations that are maybe dangerous, even if they haven't ended up with any sort of disaster or, or even anything bad happening. But sometimes I'll say, oh, I did this. And I can see from people's reactions that perhaps I should have thought it through before I did something. I'm trying to think of an example of you doing that. What of, what of doing going into, well, I, I mean, dangerous situation, maybe, an exaggeration, or I don't know. I just getting into situations that, perhaps, if I'd had the the gut instinct beforehand, I would have known to take more precautions or to just not not go. It can be something as silly as just walking home in the dark late at night you know like things like that that aren't necessarily bad but perhaps like there would be some sort of feeling within to to not do that but it doesn't occur to me it's not something Uh, that yeah actually i can think of an example of you doing this and you said you walked to work once and some guy asked to borrow your phone just to make a quick phone call yeah and didn't you just give him your phone yeah yeah whereas i guess for a lot of people i mean even me i wouldn't do that yeah. Um, but I guess you didn't have a feeling of, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I didn't. He he said that he was meant to be meeting his friend and his phone had run out of battery. So could he use my phone to make the phone call? And he did. And it was fine because... He didn't nick your phone. He didn't He didn't steal my phone, no. But it wasn't. that wasn't a thought that had come into my head. I didn't think he might be lying right now. I just thought, yeah, of course you can. So he borrowed my phone. Um, and I suppose the... Not that it should make a difference, but I suppose it was the fact that he was, like, probably young. Yeah. I mean, he was, like, teenage... Well, I don't know. He was he was probably, like, early 20s, maybe. Yeah. Early 20s. Probably dressed in a way that some people would think was... Yeah, like, they're things that people would be like, avoid them, you know, not that, like, you should, I suppose, stereotype people, but there are certain types that you think, oh, they're a bit, uh, you know, they don't look so friendly. Uh, whereas, yeah, you tend to just not notice uh, and just talk to them or involve yourself in stuff. Usually it's only if you've got me with you that I'll make sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen. Um you know, where I've stopped it before. I think it has to be really extreme for you to have a feeling of there's something not right here. Yeah. Um, like, it has to be someone that's, like, it's really bad for you to pick up on it and know that what you did was odd. Um, or, like you said, sometimes you'll realise a few days after. Uh, and then you've done that before, where a few days after you've gone, do you know what, something weird happened to me a couple of days ago, and then you tell me, and then I'm just like, why are you telling me this now? And you were like, I don't know, it didn't really seem weird at the time, but now that I've thought about it, that was weird, right? And I'd be like, yes, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, so 
because I think when it comes to making decisions on, on things, my lack of gut instinct is kind of what I, uh, where I first talked about having having a list and um, compartmentalizing it and and having those sort of feelings. But I think it's directly linked to my gut instinct with situations as well, because with with situations, I don't you know I don't have time to prepare a, a list of what I should be looking out for, shouldn't be looking out for, etc. So I don't. I don't come to any conclusion on the spot because I don't have time to to come to that conclusion. So I just I think with with people generally I just take everything at face value with strangers. I mean, with people I know, if I if I know that somebody is, you know, known to lie or embellish or exaggerate stories, then I I've probably I've already got that predetermination but with a stranger I, d I don't have anything like that to suggest it and the way that people look dress act age you know anything like that nothing to do with that affects my opinion on people everyone I see is the same it doesn't matter what age they are how they're dressed what gender they are like that isn't something that affects the way that I act towards someone or feel feel towards someone because it things like that don't come I don't know because I I hear it quite a lot with people being I don't know more hesitant towards younger people or do you know what I mean or, or feel more like respectful towards elder people or things like that but I don't really have that I, the way I feel about everyone is the same regardless of any of that so I don't have any preemptive determination there. So there is no, there is no gut instinct. I will take anything someone says at yeah at face value. I suppose. Yeah, I'd say I'm. Um... No, I, yeah, with strangers, I don't really have like a a gut instinct on who they are as people. Like I say, I tend to stereotype everyone. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what it is, I have certain ways that I am with certain people. So I do the same thing with everyone. And usually as a rule, I tend to refuse or say no to anything anybody asks me that I don't know them. Yeah. So the trick is to, for me, is just to whatever they want me to do or whatever they're asking me to do or whatever it is, is to not do stuff. A lot of the time I just ignore people as well. So I do have random strangers that will start talking to me. Uh, and I'll just, for example, if somebody like pulls up on the side of the road to ask me directions, I'll just keep walking like I didn't hear them. Uh, and it's the same. Sometimes people in the street try and say stuff to me. Um, but because I've usually got headphones on, even if I can hear them through the headphones, I'll just pretend like I can't hear them and I just ignore them um, because I don't want to talk to them because I tend to just say no to everyone straight away, which is what I do. I have more of a problem with people I do know. Uh, because then obviously once I'm comfortable with them, I will talk to them. And I think at that point, that's where I get into situations and it's regardless of who they are as a person or what they're like. Um, I don't have a feeling that I'm being like tricked or, you know, even good stuff, I suppose, you know, like if someone's being nice to me or, do you know what I mean? Like somebody likes me or wants to be my friend or that kind of thing. I have no feeling of what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so I find that harder to deal with because I you know when I when I know someone I start talking to them I get to know them but I'm not good with people that have an agenda whether it's positive or a negative thing with me uh, I can't pick up on it whatsoever I don't recognize it and even when after say someone's heard the conversation and then once it's finished happening they say to me oh you know they're just trying to do this right I think really I didn't get that 
Um, and even though I know that I don't get that, I always kind of feel like I would have got that if that's what was happening. So sometimes I kind of, even though somebody's warned me about yeah. something, I continue like interacting with this person because I don't understand what's going on. And I've been talked into all kinds of situations that I shouldn't have been involved in or I shouldn't have done. I've agreed to things I didn't want to do because, um, I, yeah, I've, I've had no feeling of, wait a minute, you don't want to do this, don't do this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not until well after that I just think, oh, no, why have I agreed to that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've been involved in stuff. I've been in situations of, you know, I've just got myself involved in, like, activities and things that at no point was any part of me saying, like, get out of this. This is not for you. Uh, I just kind of blindly went along with it until I've had time to think about it. And then when I've had time to think about it, I've thought, wait a minute. No, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Or I'll say to somebody, oh, yeah, I've just talked to them and done this. And now I'm agreeing to this. And then they're, they're sort of like, why have you what? And then they explain to you what it is. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what do I do? And then I have like a weird worry and panic. And then I'm trying to get myself out of it. But I can't figure out how. And then I have to do weird behaviors with people where I'm just like, I know I said I'd do this. But um, is there any way I can't? Um, because... Uh, Thing. I remember like a really weird example of this that stayed with me is I was in primary school and I was talking to a teacher and they were doing like a school play. And in this school play, loads of kids were dressed as policemen and they wanted truncheons. Right. Um, and the teacher that was talking to me, I'd got friendly with for some reason. And they were asking if anybody had any truncheons. And I'm not sure how it happened, but I said that I did. And I had enough for all the people that were in this play. And I didn't have one. Um, but then I didn't know how to get out of it because I didn't have a feeling of, wait a minute, <laughs> wait, why are you agreeing to this? I mean, why did the teacher not go, how do you have, I don't know, 30 truncheons? It was only like six or seven. Oh, okay. But even still. I don't know. <laughs> but for some reason, I didn't have a feeling of... Uh, you know, whatever was going on, it was such a long time ago, I had to have been like seven or eight years old. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, somewhere around there. And I agreed to it. And then the teacher kept asking me, like, you've got them, right? When are you bringing them in? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll bring them in, I'll bring them in. And it was like the day of the play where they're just like, where are they? You said you've got them. And I just didn't know what to do. I was just kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know. Eventually they, they used something else. I think they use like rounders bats from the PE like Aww. thing, like the little rounders bats. But I had no idea what was going on. I didn't have a feeling of what it was. The conversation just led in a way where somehow I managed to say that I got them. Uh, but there was no feeling for me to get out of the conversation. And, and uh, it used to be the same with, um, you know, like when people stop you in the street and they want you to sign up to stuff for charities. Yeah. Uh, there's no feeling of... Because they talk to you in a way that sounds, do you know what I mean, like friendly. Uh, and that what you're doing is just £2 a month. And they talk to you in a way that there's no feeling of me saying this is this is something you don't want to get involved in. You know, this is something you don't want. Don't give them any details. And then they start talking to you. And then before you know it, you're agreeing to it. You're signing up to it. You know what I mean? Like they're taking money out of your bank account yeah. every month. Uh, one time I signed up to them. I can't remember who it was with now. And I remember ringing them later on to get out of it. 
And that was a really hard conversation to have to get out of it because they were almost guilting me into like, so you want to stop giving money to orphans, yeah? Oh my gosh. And yeah. I'd just be like, yes, I do. And they're just like, well, you know, you know, your contributions have done this, but now you want to take that away from them. And I'd be like, yes, yes, I do. But at the time, like there's, I had no like thing towards it and it was really difficult. I had nothing like telling me that this is a bad idea. Um, and then once I've done that and got out of it, now when the charity people stop me, I am so rude to them that they don't want to talk to me. Yeah. And that's the way I've triggered, like, to get out of it. Um, like, because I've, I've realised that I can't let them start a conversation with me because I'll struggle to try and find my way out of it and not sign up to stuff. Yeah. So now when they stop me in the road, uh, I had someone stop me a bit ago um, who was just like, oh, excuse me, can you stop me there? And I'm just like, no, I haven't got time of any of your nonsense. I'm going somewhere. Oh. I was like, just back off. Oh, my God. And the guy was just like, okay, fine. And I was like, good. I was like, and I'm coming back this way in like 10 minutes, so don't stop me the second time either. And he was just like, all right, mate. <laughs> and I thought like, I don't want to be this way, but I can't have a conversation with you because I can't work out what's going on. So yeah. like, this is just, there's no point. And like, I've had to take like, these weird extreme like measures for this kind of thing just because I don't have a reaction of I can't do this or I can't do that. And some of those guys are like really good at it. Do you know what I mean? Like they, I've seen them stop people where they've just gone, excuse me, I stop you. And you're just like, oh no, I haven't got time to sign up for anything. And then they go, oh, what makes you think I want to sign up for something? And they do like something that makes you think, what? And then you start talking to them. Do you know what I mean? Like they've, they've been stopped so many times that they've got these tricks. And I feel like on, like with me and other people that have got autism, you can't use those tricks. Yeah. Um, but then equally, I don't want to have to shout at someone. I'm autistic. So, uh, you know, yeah. don't talk to me because you could totally talk me into something here that I don't want to be involved in. Ah, it's interesting. It is. I think, I think it is a gut instinct thing. And I think it's an emotion driven thing. So maybe that's why. And I don't think this is the same for everyone on the spectrum. Because as we always say, everyone is different. I think some people are, um, some people on the spectrum are really in tune with how they like, they either like or don't like. There's no grey area. They're very black and white. And it's a straightforward I like that, I don't like that. So I think there are people that are like that. I think the reason why some people on the spectrum struggle with stuff like this is because it's linked to an emotion that they can't quite find. It's linked to a like this um this either positive or negative emotion, but sometimes we struggle with emotions. Um we've spoken about it before. And I think that's what it is. Like with you, you've said you don't really have happiness. So you might not get the positive feeling about something because that's not really, it's not very you. And if you're not having the positive feeling towards something, then how do you know that it's a good thing or a bad thing unless you're having a really strong negative emotion towards it? But if you're kind of in the middle, then you're not sure which way to, to go with it. And I think I have a, a similar a similar issue. I mean, I do, I um, I think my issue, I think with you, more times than not, you'll go towards the, the bad one of maybe potentially not liking something or looking for, um, almost looking for reasons to not like it because you can relate to that feeling. You can relate to the feeling of don't like, or dislike. So I think sometimes you almost look for that to be the, not you're always hunting it out and you find it but just you you think about things that would make you not like something 
and then you work out if they're there and if they are you think I don't like that if they're not there then I think you're more like I'm not sure I'm not like I'm not getting this dislike but I'm not getting the like either so where am I with that and I think with me it's the same but almost the the other way whereas I I get like the like towards something or I don't get that but I don't I don't usually get a straight away I don't like that I think I'm more inclined to to like things than not and you're more inclined to not than yeah I guess so I I would say that maybe I'm more in touch with my negative emotions so therefore if they're triggered I recognize it but I I think it's more that I'm in touch with like what physically is going on with me yeah so if I feel like anxious or worried or nervous about something then I know that I shouldn't have agreed to it yeah uh, or I get a bad thing but I never get like a I liked that or I did this um and therefore I'm like I kind of repeat the same things over and over again like I kind of know what works for me and what doesn't work for me but every now and then I'll like oh maybe I'll try this yeah uh, and then I'm you know, the second I try it, I'm just like, actually, no, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, why do I not just stick with what I know? Uh, but not what I feel. It's never what I feel. I feel like all the stuff that I say that I like or that I'm into, it's because I've tried alternatives and not had positive reactions from them. So that's, like, ruled them out. And then the kind of the things that I say I like and do now is because they're the ones that didn't get ruled out yeah. when I was experimenting with stuff at the time. Yeah. You know, there's there's certain types of games that I'll play over others, but every now and then I'll go for one of the ones that I don't, I'm not really into, just in case, just in case I get something from it. Yeah. Or I'll eat something that I know I don't particularly like and haven't liked in the past, but I think, oh, maybe I'll try it again, you know. Maybe this time I'll get, like, a positive reaction from it. And then I don't. And then I start thinking, why am I doing this? Why do I keep trying stuff that uh, I don't really want to do? Yeah. I mean, I, not to go over it again, but case in point, getting a watch. Yeah. Know? I know I don't like jewellery. I've said it all the time that I don't like jewellery, but because I don't have a positive feeling towards it, so I know I don't like something, every now and then I think, but it could be different this time. Yeah. So I try it again, and then I don't get anything from it. So I just think, yeah, this was a bad idea. Yeah, and I've seen you do that with games. I've seen, like, there are so many times where you've gone, you've said to me, I don't like this game because of this, but then at some point I'll see you playing it and I think, why are you playing this? You don't like it. And you go, yeah, but I'm giving it another go. And then two days later, I don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen you do that. But then equally, same with you. I have seen you not like games and then second time around you're like, this is really good. I don't know why I didn't like it the first time. Yeah, like I said, it's because I didn't have a immediate gut reaction to it. There's some stuff that I've got and I just didn't stay with it long enough. Uh, you know, there's things that I've done that I, because I didn't feel anything towards it straight away, I just sort of gone, yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah. Uh, and then I should have like given it another go or just stayed with it longer, which I try and do. But then for me, I need like an immediate, do I like this or don't I like this with everything I do, that I'm not good at just giving something a go. I don't recognise that my you know, gut feeling isn't there and I should yeah. just keep doing it and eventually we'll see. Um, yeah, sometimes I just can't do that. I just think like, well, I don't feel, I feel indifferent towards this, so why bother? Yeah. Um, I'm always searching for like a feeling with a lot of the stuff I do and then most of the time I don't get it. So I just think, nah, who yeah. cares? 
uh, unless I get a bad one. And then I think, right, well, that's out. Um, but I never think like, oh, actually, I really enjoyed that. I'd do that again. I don't think I've ever said that. I've really enjoyed that. I'll do that again. You ever heard me say that? No. No? Never. I've thought that. Even with food, um, I do really like certain foods, but even after I've eaten something that I liked, I don't go, yeah, I'd have that again. I just think like, yeah, that was good. Uh, and then that's it. Um, yeah. Unlike me, mm. I always say I do that again. Yeah, when you latch onto something that you like, you'll repeatedly keep doing it. Uh, whereas for me, I just know what to avoid, but not what to go towards. Basically, if I didn't get a bad feeling towards it when I did it, I uh, just think, okay, if that comes up again, I know I can do that. But then I don't like seek it because I'm not having a feeling towards it. <laughs> it's really interesting because I think it, it does cause... the. I mean, the main thing it causes struggle with is making decisions because making decisions on things for the most part I don't I don't think it's thought about enough how much that that relies on a, a gut feeling decisions on things rely on gut feelings a lot of the time I know people weigh them up with pros and cons but for the most part especially little ones within you know within day-to-day -day life where you're just in a supermarket and you think shall I have that for lunch or that for lunch oh I fancy that that's something that doesn't really doesn't really happen or if I do fancy something I think yeah I fancy that but then I come up with another five things that I would also quite like and then I can't pick between them because how can I possibly pick there's not there's nothing that comes into my head and we struggle with that a lot with making just making the most basic decisions what to if we're going to watch a film, what film should we watch? That can be like an hour long conversation about, oh, we could do this, we could do this. And the more things you add to it, the bigger the decision is because you have to pick between more items. Like for me, it's much easier if I just have two or three options and I have to pick one instead of having 20 options and having to pick one. I'm like that with, I know with, with restaurants, if I go to restaurants and there's because because we're vegan, it, it helps with making decisions usually because especially years ago when when you used to be vegan years ago, there used to only be like one option, if any, one or maybe two. But now places have whole vegan menus. It makes going to restaurants so much more almost stressful. It, it means that I have to start making the decision three weeks in advance to yeah. work out what thing I'm going to pick because I don't just have this set one option or, or have to pick between two. It's uh, it actually, it's not stressful. That would, I, I feel like it's not stressful because that's probably a, an exaggeration. But it, it does make things weirdly difficult. There's so... Um, so many little decisions that I think are made in everyday life that are a lot more of a struggle for people on the spectrum. Yeah, you have to really think out your decisions before you make them um, because, yeah, you don't have a, this one feels right. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, if I cook in, so like I cooked last night and I'm cooking tonight, but like you have to know what I'm making all the way through the week pretty much. You hate knowing on like a Thursday, because I usually cook Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Because Monday to Friday, we have the same thing every day. But the weekends, it's kind of, we have different things. But um, you usually need to know sort of Tuesday, Wednesday, what it is I'm making. Um, yeah. Because then you can prep and get your mind ready for it. And then there will, if there comes a point where you think, actually, I don't want that, you've got time to tell me 
you don't yeah. want that so i've got time to you know pick something else um but yeah it's 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 how you are you can't make decisions based on your gut feeling you have to know stuff and i think that's why you you do a lot of like research and do a lot of reading and know a lot about a lot of things because you need to know as much about it as possible before you make a decision because mm. you can't just instinctively go this this is the right decision you've never been able to do that with you 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 learn as much as you can about i say like both options and then you decide based on like it's almost like you make a pros and cons list in your mind yeah, I and do. then that's what makes you decide um, but then, like, that's for a lot of people, that's how, like, their autism works is nothing's based on emotion and they use logic for everything. Yeah. Uh, and you logically decide, but you've never had a feeling of this is the right choice. I could tell straight away the second I said it, I felt something of this is the right choice for me. Um, you just have to think about it. Do I want to do this or do I want to do that? Whereas for me, if there's too many decisions, I won't decide because I feel nothing towards any of the decisions. And it doesn't matter how logically I look into it or how like pros and cons I make for it. Eventually, I'll make the same list of... I'll have like the same amount of pros and cons for each decision and therefore it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Because I'm still where I am, it doesn't really matter. My lists, when I think about it logically, I'll always... They'll always be identical. Each decision will have all the same risks and like benefits... And there'll not be one that's a clear, this is the one for me. Yeah. Um, whereas you will do that. You'll be able to objectively look at it, put it into different things and then decide. But you'll never just go this one. Um, unless you've got previous experience with one of them and then the other. That's the only thing that's different with you, I guess. Is if you've got previous experience with one of the choices, one of the choices you've done several times before and know what it's like, that's the one you'll pick. Yeah. Because you know that one. The yeah. unknown one isn't an option for you because you don't recognise it. You haven't got time to think about it. You'll rarely pick something that you're unaware of if the other choice is just an obvious, oh, I know that. Yeah. That's the one for me. Yeah, you're right. That is true. Whereas sometimes I'll pick the unknown one because I think, well, I've done that one loads of times before and I felt nothing towards it. So maybe that unknown one's the one for me. And I find myself taking like, like inferior stuff or things I didn't really want to do after just because for some reason the one that I've you know has tried and tested I've gone yeah but I felt nothing towards it so I'll pick this mystery one and then everyone's gone oh that one yeah you know what I mean so like I'm a bit like that I end up like do you know what I mean like wearing something that's a bit odd or eating the thing that nobody else has eaten because I've just gone okay but I've tried that before so I thought this would be the better choice yeah uh, whereas you every time if you know it doesn't matter what the other thing is. I know. But then if it's stuff you don't know, you have to do some serious research first before you land on it. I know. And all, all this is making me think about is the, the dish at Wagamama that they got rid of. I, it shouldn't, but I, I still haven't quite got over my favourite item leaving the menu and not, not returning. It's, it's really made me sad. <laughs> yeah. But say that dish came back and then another dish came in as well that sounds really good and really amazing and would be really nice you'd just be like no i don't know that one though. yeah i'd go with the one i know yeah yeah it's just how you are like i say it's got to be it's got to be informed yeah it has okay that's it for this week yeah um yeah i i mean i know there's still people that are having problems with our podcast i've heard it's going wrong on a few apps i have emailed anchor back now because i'm starting to think it's with them we're trying we are trying because other apps uh it's not just apple itunes now there's a couple pocket casts and 
I can't remember the other one's called now. There's three that are all having problems and they're all coming from the same thing. So I'm thinking it's something to do with Anchor. It's just trying to get them to figure out what it is because they're still trying to tell me that it's everybody else. So uh, I'm trying to get them to work out on it. I have emailed them, but it's it's literally I send an email and then I've got to wait three days for a reply. And then I reply to that email and it's another three days. And obviously I've only done like two and then it's the time for the next episode. So I know pretty much everybody's tried has found it somewhere else. And that's where they're listening to it now, which, you know, once again, thanks for doing that. Uh, the second I've worked out if it's fixed, I will let people know on the Facebook page uh, or wherever I can. Actually, I'll just post it everywhere if I get it working, just to let everybody know that it's gone back to normal. Um, but yeah, just as a thing for that, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, and we're on Facebook. There's somebody that says they want our email address because they need to ask us a question. I can't remember where you've asked me this question. I can't remember which platform it was on. I've been through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and I can't see it anymore, the the message you sent us asking what our email address was going to ask us. So if you're listening to this episode, the email is themaspergers at gmail.com if you want to send the question you wanted to ask. Like I say, I briefly saw it, but I was doing something else, and I thought I'll check that later and then reply to it. And now I can't find it. So, uh, yeah, themaspergers at gmail.com if you want to send us any direct questions. Yes. Yeah, uh, but that's it for this week again. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Anything you you want to add to this? Um, Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. And have a lovely week. (laughs) You know, when you say have a lovely week and then do a laugh like that, it kind of seems like... You're like, yeah, I don't want you to have a look. Oh, no, I do. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I hope everyone has a great week. Yeah. Bye.